Hello, welcome to Texas True Crime. I'm your host, Jessica, and I'm so glad that you're here with me on Halloween. I hope you are having a spooktacular Halloween today. You like that? There's my mom slash elementary school teacher humor coming in. My oldest daughter would have rolled her eyes at me and said, Mom, sorry, I couldn't help myself. I wanted to throw in one more Halloween episode before spooky season is over. Today, we're going to talk about Clara Crane, the candy lady of Terrell, Texas. Let me tell you her story and how she got that name. Now, some people say that Clara Crane is just an urban legend, that none of it's true. But I will say this. I looked up article after article after article, and all the stories were pretty much true. So usually, especially the basic facts of Clara's life, so it makes you think there's got to be some kernel of truth in there. So let's get started. Clara was born in 1871 in Texas. She married a man quite a bit older than her named Leonard Gilbert Crane. I'm guessing it was an arranged marriage, although I couldn't find any proof of that. But every article that I did read about her highlighted that he was much older. And arranged marriages were very common then, especially if two families of the same, you know, social status were marrying or to try to marry a daughter off to a much better off older man. So that's just my logic on that. But I couldn't find any proof. They lived on a farm, and from what I can tell, they were very successful. Now, they lived in the town of Terrell, Texas, which is a small town 40 minutes east of Dallas. The couple had a little girl named Marcella. She was their only child. Marcella liked to go with her father to the fields while he supervised the work at the farm. According to town gossip, Leonard liked to drink. One day in 1893, there was an accident while Marcella was out in the fields with her father, and she was killed. She was only five years old. Clara was devastated by the loss of her only child, and things only got worse when she found out her husband Leonard had been drinking on the day of the accident. After this, she started to blame Leonard for Marcella dying. Clara became despondent and withdrawn. She didn't socialize. She stayed at home. She kept, she was very, very deep in her grief. And that is understandable. It was her only child. Clara was convinced if Leonard had been more careful and wasn't drinking, Marcella wouldn't have died. Two years after their daughter's death, Clara came up with a way to end her suffering. She decided that the only way to make up for Marcella's death was for Leonard to pay for what he'd done. Leonard's favorite candy was caramels. Clara whipped up a batch of caramels for her husband and added a secret ingredient to the recipe. Poison. The candy was fatal. And it didn't take long for Leonard to die. The crane's neighbor noticed that Clara didn't seem like herself and came over to check on her. The neighbor said she was in a frenzied state. So, the neighbor called Sheriff Fred Springer. When the sheriff arrived, Clara became very combative and tried to keep him out of the house. The sheriff called his deputies and had the deputies take her to the jail, and he searched the crane home. 
he found Leonard Crane's dead body in the house. After his body was found, Clara confessed to poisoning her husband and blamed on grief-related insanity. There was a trial, and Clara was convicted of first-degree murder. Instead of being sent to jail, she was sent to the North Texas State Lunatic Asylum, known today as Terrell State Hospital. The court said she was suffering from mania, which, in the 1800s, anytime a woman didn't act like she was stereotypically supposed to behave, they said she had mania, which is basically another term for saying she was being crazy. It's a little condescending. While Clara was there, she tore up her bed sheets and made them into a rag doll that she called Marcy. Marcy was the nickname that Clara had called her daughter Marcella. Doctors and patients reported seeing Clara carrying the rag doll around and talking and singing to it as if it were her child. The hospital was overcrowded, and because Clara was soft-spoken and charming, they decided she would be a good candidate for early release. It didn't matter that she had killed a man in cold blood. She was nice. She was charming. What else was she going to do to anybody? It would be fine. Before her release date, she wrote a letter to her sister. Dearest Aggie, I am elated. I have been informed by Dr. Matthews that Marcy and I will be returning home in less than three weeks. As you can imagine, Marcy can barely contain her excitement. Every night she asks, is tomorrow the day when we go home, mother? Very soon I will be able to tell her yes. Our stay here has been somewhat of a trial, though I have been grateful to the good doctor and his staff and their dedication to our treatment and recovery. Leonard's death had put us in such a severe state of melancholy that I feared we would never escape it. These past few years have been more difficult than any in my life, and my dear Marcella, after all that she has had to endure, has become my strength, my flame of hope. Clara Crane in 1899, Clara was released from the North Texas State Lunatic Asylum, but there is no record of where she went afterwards. I guess her sister didn't want to take in a convicted murderer. And of course, there was no aftercare or follow-up. So, she and her ragdoll Marcella were out on their own. After her release, though, from the Texas State Lunatic Asylum, children from Terrell started going missing. Between 1903 and 1913, eight different children from the area disappeared. Unbeknownst to the adults, someone had been leaving candy on the windowsills of the children who lived in the area near the Crane Farm. The children didn't want to tell their parents about the candy because they worried that whoever was leaving it would stop leaving it for them if their parents found out. After they had been receiving candy for a while, notes would be left with the candy also. The notes would say, come out and play with me, and they were signed, The Candy Lady. Now, I don't care if it was 1903 or not. These kids are crazy. If they're eating candy lift on their windowsills and then going out in the middle of the night to play with the candy lady. But obviously, it worked because kids were going missing left and right in the middle of the night. When the children started disappearing in the middle of the night, the other children, the older ones especially, finally started telling their parents what was going on. Everyone knew that Clara had been released from the hospital, so they automatically assumed it was her. I mean, who else would be called the candy lady? She's the one who murdered her husband by poisoning the caramels that she'd left for him. The crane farm was searched, but it was abandoned. 
There were no signs that Clara or anyone else had been there in a very long time. The sheriff was determined to find out who had been kidnapping the children and publicly declared that he wouldn't rest until the children were found and the person responsible was brought to justice. Not long after his big public announcement, the sheriff went missing also. He was found lying in a ditch. He had been stabbed in both eyes with forks and his pockets were stuffed with candy. I'm sure Clara had a little grudge against him since she's the one, he's the one who sent her to prison in the first place. And I can't imagine that the Texas State Lunatic Asylum was all that pleasant. No matter how charming Clara is or was. Right around this time, a farmer found a bunch of candy wrapped thrown out on the ground at his farm. When he picked one of the candies up and opened the wrapper, he was horrified to find a child's rotten bloody tooth wrapped up inside it. It looked as if the teeth had all been pulled out. Each wrapper contained the same gruesome prize. Can you imagine opening up a pretty brightly colored candy wrapper and then there's a bloody rotten child's tooth in there that had obviously been pulled out? I don't know what I would have done. Now, there was also some talk, but I really only found this in one article. So I'm not sure if this was true or it got mixed in with the whole legend of the sheriff being dead in the ditch with fork stabbed in his eyes. In one article, I read that they also found a child who had his who was left in a field with his eyes gouged out with forks. But that was only one mention. Either way, it's terribly gruesome. By 1913, the kidnapping stopped. They never did find out for sure who was taking the children of of Terrell. Everyone believed it was Clara, but I couldn't find any reports to say if any of the children had ever been found so that they could be reported on. To this day, according to legend that I read on all the sites, whenever a child goes missing in Terrell, Texas, they blame it on the candy lady. They also use Clara Crane to scare the children into behaving and staying home at night. Remember, friends, only take candy from people you know and definitely don't eat any candy left on your windowsill in the middle of night or go out your window to play with the candy lady. Happy Halloween. I'll see you next week. Bye.